Welcome to Out the Box Talks. I got my co-host yeah, yeah, Dave yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's good? What's good? What's going on, Radio World? Out the Box Talks. Out the Box TV is A-Level The Wiz. You know what it is. What's good? What's good, listeners? What's good, family? L. <laughs> How's everybody doing in viewer land or listener land, right? <laughs> Yes, sir. We live. We live. What's up, man? How's everybody doing? I got my co-host A-Level with me. This is Krill. What's good, A-Level? How you? Everything is safe and graceful at this time, brother. Safe and graceful at this time. You know, um, we still are going on month month number five of this uh, pandemic crisis. Indeed, indeed. Hope everyone's doing well. That's good to hear, man. I'm just doing a quick test to make sure that we're coming out good through the audio, so I'm just testing that, man. But tell a little, tell the people a little bit. We live right now, so for everybody that's tuning in, big ups, thank y'all. A level, tell the people a little bit about what's going on with you, man, and what we got planned today, because we got some things we want to talk about. Well, we got a list of things on the agenda. For one, of course, we um, we got we just heard about the recent um, disheartening uh, news with regards to uh, good brother Malik B. M. Illitan from the Roots, from the legendary Roots family, Word. Uh, went on to be with God um, as of this Thursday that just passed. Um, our hearts goes out to the entire OK Play fan, OK Player family, the entire Philly, uh, just hip hop in general. And then uh, we will be moving along to uh, discuss uh, the meme, meme culture uh, yeah. with the recent situation with uh, Megan The Stallion. Word. And the uh, thing that she had going on with uh, Tory Lanez. And um, yeah, we got we got we got some good stuff lined up. Yeah, so, man. You know. Yo, shout out to Sacred Soul, who's up in the comments. <laughs> Big ups to Sacred Soul. What's right. up, man? Hope hope, uh, hope all is well. All is well. Um, yeah, right. so all we right. got a lot um, that we want to talk about tonight, man. But let me just first start by saying... Big ups to everyone who's been listening to our podcasts, our shows, you know, um, just whether you listening on Anchor, whether you listening on Spotify, whether you listening on Google Podcasts, big ups, right? And this whole YouTube thing, I'm just glad that we're getting new viewers and new people to listen to our shows here as well. So I want to big ups to everyone with that. And also... You know, just understand that we coming with it this year, you know. Uh, A-Level, it's always a pleasure to have you. Um, we felt like we wanted to do a show tonight just to kind of reintroduce people to me and A-Level as a collective, right, on, on, on Out the Box. And, you know, just talk on some things that has been happening in the media and hip-hop news as of late. So that, that rundown that you gave A-Level is really, 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 really important, man. So... Yeah, let's let's start with the first one. You know, uh, as you said earlier, you know, we lost a member of the hip hop community, you know, a very important member of the hip hop community. If you guys are familiar with the roots, uh, brother Malik B just passed away very, very recently, man. So as always, we're out the box. We really enjoy. Let me not say enjoy, but we take pride in 
you know, paying homage to those that came before, you know, those that laid a foundation that may no longer be here or probably even still is it is here, right? So we want to first start by just honoring uh, Malik B and, you know, all of his contributions with The Roots and wherever else he laid a contribution to hip-hop. So A-Level, talk a little bit about your, your knowledge on Malik B, man, in terms of what he meant to the, to the roots and, and to hip hop, man. Well, I mean, Malik B, man, a lot of people are not really aware of this because by the time the roots climbed to stardom, uh, popular stardom, that is, um, Malik B, it was just pretty much Black Thought as the focal point of the group. And pre pretty much people know about Black Thought, him being a, a super lyricist and, you know, great MC. You know, Malik B was just that as well, too especially in the earlier albums coming out from those of us, you know, who remember uh, the organics. That was their first album that, that the roots dropped, I believe in, uh, was it 90, 1990 or 91. Mm. And then um, you had, um, do you want more? The do you want more LP wow. with uh, the first video that I saw from them was distortion, the static, you know, and Malik B was on there doing his thing. Um, going into, uh, Illadelph Half-Life. Classic legendary roots LP, man. You go into that, man. They 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 took hip hop to, to different dimensions, man. Like, you know, them being a, a an, an actual band and, and playing beats and playing the samples out in, on instruments. And they were going into spoken word and poetry and had common on there, you know. Of course, Malik B, you know, is just doing his thing on there. But by the time they climbed to uh, Do You Want More, one of my favorite tracks I remember by with, with Malik B was him on the chorus with a track called Don't See Us. Mm. And, you know, that's like, you don't see us, but we see you. You stuck on sleep, get on your P's and Q's because you will get crap with no discrep. You know the rep. We keep the flows in check, you know. And then he would say something like, Man, each word, there ain't no time to recline, act up, get clapped up. My mind is the nine. Mm. So I was like, wow, you know, like, that's just different, you know, because Malik is, was the total opposite of Black Thought. If I had to give him a, a good analogy, I would compare it to a Tribe Called Quest, right? Yeah. Which would basically, they were Tribe Called Quest is like understudies, you know what I mean? Because yeah, you have Q-Tip, who was the abstract one you know, who gets wordy and he's very astute. And then you got the total opposite in in uh, the other Malik, which is also, you know, a coincidence, like with, with Fife Dog. Right, his, right. His real name, his wow. real name is Malik. Yeah. So, and, and Fife was more, too, was yeah. more down to earth, street, punchy, straight up, you know, gave it to you straight up, you know. Um, you know, and, and then Malik, that's that's exactly the same comparison. You have Malik, who was more more street, more hood, and but can rhyme just as good as, as Black Thought as well too. But they gave you both sides of the spectrum. So definitely, uh, I don't I don't really know what happened. I guess I'm I'm pretty sure that um, Questlove or or Thought might reveal this stuff as time progresses on what their story is because I would really like to hear the whole story. You know, mm -hmm. like a documentary on on the roots and their journey uh, and perhaps maybe they might be able to share more about Malik B 
but they kind of really kept a lot of his personal life, you know, very close to the chest. Mm-hmm. No one really knows, you know, why he died or, or for what reason. And no one really knows um, uh, or why he kind of faded from the scene, mm. you know, and, and not really doing as much work as he used to. So, um, yeah. Yeah. He was only uh, 47 too, man. That's pretty young, man. Yeah. <sighs> you know. Yeah. It's it's just saddening, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, within the, within the last four or five years, we got Prodigy, Malik B, Sean Price. You know, Yo, we just lost Fred the Godson from the Bronx, Fred man. The like Godson, you know, one of the dopest lyricists, man. I feel like, man, like when you think about Pun and him, like the Bronx is like lost, like some really superior lyricists, man. You know, um. But um, just in general, man, like rest in peace to those brothers, Malik B. You know, our condolences are with your family and close friends, man, in this time. Um, but thank you for, um, you know, sharing that A-level. You know yeah, what I'm shout saying? out to big M, M. Illitant, you know. Word. Yeah. So, yeah, man, um, I'm sure, like, as the weeks go by, we'll probably hear any, like, updates and stuff, you know, but... Much, um, like I said, sincere condolences to the family of Malik B, man. And, um, you know, I think also heard, also heard that the, the Streams of Thought, the Black Thought, uh, LP that yeah. was scheduled to come out, Streams of Thought 3 was scheduled to come out on Friday. I'm yes. just kind of wondering if this recent passing might have had something to do with that. That's a good, that's, that's that, interesting. That's your, yeah, yeah, that's, the, that's your best friend you just lost, you know, and trying to go through all of the 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 dynamics when it comes to putting an album out and promotion and right stuff like that maybe out of respect he decided to just kind of fall back on it right right or maybe he might have wanted to add to the album we'll 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 we we will see that you know i that's the first thing i thought you know what i mean when i seen it didn't come out um but i don't know you know but i i I do i'm glad that you brought that up because that's a project that me and you've been talking about we kind of looking forward to that thought is one of the the lyrical swords man that walking lyrical swords yeah i I just hopefully i just hope this 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 album because it's sounding like he's not playing it's sounding like he's coming thought versus everybody that's a problem track y'all Word. You know, oh look at my boo, <laughs> two girls. Word up, my, thank my, you. My, shout out to my wife Beatrice. Thank What's up, B? <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, right. so you know, I don't. know. I lost my train of thought just now. It was um, <laughs> what was I saying? Nah, you was just talking about stream of thought. I mean, yeah, the the Black Thought album, stream of thoughts. Yeah, thought versus everybody is crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's spot on for what for the times that we're in right now, is very, very black African centered. That's the direction he's going in. You know, yeah. you hear a lot of voices. You hear uh, Angela Davis, you know Khalid Muhammad. You hear uh, all of these uh, little sound bites from these people throughout the song. Yeah, and it's a dope song because it's not just him rhyming throughout the entire song. And if you watch the video, right. you'll see him just kind of sitting there. And you'll hear the lyrics going, but he'll just be sitting there. And then sometimes you, I love how the video was directed. It was a great, great, great direction. Yeah, man. You know, when I seen the. I kind of get excited about about the album because I'm like, wow, this is what, yo, all y'all naysayers on on, on one mic, you know, 
Yeah. When I yeah. seen the um, what was it? When I seen the, when I seen the track, I was like, yo, this sound like Black Thought. When you hear Thought versus everybody, like you know, and you 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 think about the type of lyricist he is, you know, he about to go, he about to slaughter that track, man. He's so not playing, yeah, he's not playing. And this ain't the time to play anyway. You know, I think really this is the time for a call to action, man. This is this is the time for everyone to stop stop playing and take things seriously, you know. Word, word. Shout out to Jay Crumps. He said Yep, thought versus everybody's hard, right? (laughs) Yeah. Big ups, big ups. Word. Yeah, man. Um, so definitely I know Sean C is the producer on that. Now I just found out the other day that it was an interview that Black Thought did with Stick of Dead Prez, and they were talking about um, Sean C in his involvement in Let's Get Free. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. Sean C was the, the he he crafted the Let's Get Free. Album. Wow, the whole wow, sound I'm showing of that my album. like that was, that was that was a revolutionary sound for a revolutionary content. So it was perfect. Went hand in hand. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited now even more that, you know, this is Sean C and Black Thought. You know, it's the perfect timing for that. Yeah, I would love to do an interview with Black Thought, man. I Actually, I'm, I'm trying to see what we could do to, to, to hook that up, but that would be dope, man. Or even both of them, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be dope. But yeah, so Streams of, Stream of Thought 3. What did you think about the previous Streams of Thought albums? The Streams One of was Thought- with Salam Remy and then the other one was with who? Who's the first uh, one with? Knife Wonder. Night. Oh, good Knife memory. Wonder A was level. The first one. Right, yes. right, right. Um, I think it's it's going on a um. It's uh, how, how do you call it? Oh, J Red. What? <laughs> what up? Chris? What's what up, up? J Red? Oh, what's up? That's Jared. Oh, what That's up? What up? Brother, Jared. What's, what's up, good? Jared? What's good, bro. <laughs> good looking out, man. J Red. J Red. What's good? Uh, thank you. Um, I think it's basically going to be a snowball effect. I feel it's a snowball effect to me right now. Everything was dope to me on the first two, but this album from that song that came out recently, it's sounding like he's finding his solo, his nice. solo realm now. I think for the first two albums, you just kind of really just hear him uh, searching. And just doing a lot of flow, and that was great and all. But right. now that he's he's kind of getting more centered on 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 topics, so that's what's going to get interesting. And you're going to really start to see who he is and his identity, as opposed to who he, who he's been with the roots. Right, right, right. The course of time. Yeah, I mean, I gotta say, I, I definitely liked the Streams of Thought Volume Two more than I like volume one. And that's kind of interesting because I'm a huge Knife Wonder fan. So like, but I just liked the way that album sounded. It just, it was just a little bit more cohesive for me, you know, but um, I'm really interested to see what this Sean C project is going to sound like. And do you know if it's going to be like more of like a full length project? Because I felt like the last two was more like EPs. I don't they didn't really advertise it right as whether it was gonna be an EP or an LP. So I think that part of it remains to be seen, but it would be interesting if this was actually a long player instead of an extended. Right. So 
we'll, we, we shall see what's going to happen. But I think this is going to be dope music regardless, and I'm looking forward to it. Definitely. For the most part, I'm, I'm, I'm bored with hip-hop right now. <laughs> I'm bored. You Yo, know. that that J Electronica ain't holding you down still, man. I know that's that was your only, joint. That's the only thing that's still holding me down right now. That and the allegory. You know, those are my my, my dopest dopest releases that has sustained my attention to this day. You know, in twenty twenty. Wow. Okay, I dig it. I dig it. So, um, we got some other things to talk about. We just saw only built for Cuban Link, mm. the twenty fifth anniversary. For those that don't know, I think if you're a hip hop head, you gotta know, right? Like you, you lose you lose hip hop points if you don't know what the purple tape is. Your listening is is somewhat questionably questionably shallow <laughs> if you don't have if you never heard only built for Cuban links, you know. Word, word. So I just saw that Raekwon just celebrated the 25th anniversary like how does that feel bro like to be 25 years like i remember when that purple tape album first like around when it first came out i was like i feel like i was like a teenager um living i'm feeling in- very very old right now <laughs> if you're talking about 25 years you know that's, that's i'm showing my age right now bro that's crazy wow i think wow. i was about what i think i was about 2021 when that album came out wow i'm trying to look for a little sound effects man <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> throw some crickets on. <laughs> yeah but um oh, boy. look man if you feel it oh i mean now nah, you 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 you're a little older than me so i i i i got you i i dig you on that so yeah you, you know. get a pass on that but yeah, I mean, damn, 25 years. I can't believe it. The purple tape. Wow. Purple tape, the um, criminology, glaciers of ice, uh, ice cream mm-hmm. had been a, a consistent anthem for summers upon top of summers, you know, ice undeniable cream. album from, from start to finish. You could play it in any realm you want to play it. You want to play it in the home. You want to play it in the club. You want to play it in your car, you know, it's great. Masterfully produced by uh, RZA and the Wu Elements. You know, um, you know what, what, what more can you say? And then going into Only Built for Cuban Links Part 2. Wow. No one really talks about that album as much as they should, man. But, you know, that's a great follow-up to something as, you know, phenomenal as the first one you know because a lot a lot of a lot of guys get the sophomore jinx when they try to redo the second one and you know it never really matches up to the first but that 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 definitely comes close and we also heard that there's going to be a part three coming Ooh, i can't wait Uh, man if you want to expound upon that yeah so how i actually found out about it um elliot wilson actually i was i was i was streaming through Ray, like Raekwon's Twitter feed and Elliot Wilson who um you know he he does like interviews with title and stuff pretty, pretty renowned hip-hop journalist he he I think he did an interview yeah he did an interview with Ray and Ray was like telling him it's on Twitter if you if you just you know if you go through Ray's Twitter feed you'll see that he posted it uh, I also shared it in our in our hip-hop thinks out the box group um and he was just ba- Ray was basically telling him like yo yo I got something coming, man. You ready? You ready? 
And then he <laughs> he drops it on him. He says, yo, you know, I'm ready for that to, to close out that trilogy. I'm ready for that trilogy. So um, that's how I found out. As far as like any details on it, I don't know. I really don't know, like, you know, what, like, when it's going to come out or, you know, who are going to be the producers. I know, um, you know, some people are, like, saying, like, we should probably, it should probably, you know, have heads like, you know, Rock Marciano and, you know, Derringer and, like, all of the, all of the, all of the, the, the cast that's producing that type of sound. Like, somebody said that, um, that, um, they, that was the last piece of the New York sound, in my opinion. You know, the yeah. last piece of what you know New York hip hop sounded like. You know, Word. was was on that album. And if you're talking about guys like Rock Marciano, you should even try to get your boy Kai in that. You know what I'm saying? And just really kind of reinvent in the the New York uh, hip hop identity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they were just talking about like production. You know, because there's there's a lot of people that's doing that's able to be in that same pocket that RZA was, you know, was in, you know, for that album. So, like, I think that will be a good look for him, man. Like, some, you know, even, like, Doom, like, drop, you know, Mad, oh, Mad Lib yeah. came up, yo. Speaking of Mad Lib, like, I heard he got a, um, a Quasimodo project coming out. Or, so, I, you know what? Yeah, Lord let, Quas. Let me Lord not, Quas um, project. let me not jump the gun. I, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's, Lord Quaz, but I know it was a it, the 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 information that came up about Madlib dropping something was like posted through like a a, a like a, a Lord Quaz or a Quasimodo like um social media post or something like that. So, yo man, and I know we you know we talked about the Pusha T album with Madlib that we looking forward to as well. Yep. So yeah, and also also the Black Star album. You know. Yes. Yes. Which recently, uh, I was watching an interesting uh, interview that just got re released. It was an interview with uh, Bobito uh, from Stretching Bobito um, that everyone knows about last year, 2019. Just came out recently this week um, with regards to uh, Blackstar. He was interviewing Blackstar. Uh, most, no longer most, is now Yasin Bey and Talib Kweli. And they were discussing, you know, their first album and why it took this long to to release another album. And I saw in the comments somewhere that someone actually wrote in YouTube that Madlib uh, reportedly came out and said that the album is currently experiencing uh, sample clearance issues. It really? Should be re it should be. It should release in the fall. Is that? Oh yeah, you talking about a Black Star album, right? Yep. Yeah, I hope we do see that, man. I really hope, yeah. man. I'm really interested in that and hearing right. how that sounds because according to what uh, Yassine was saying, he was saying it's it's a phenomenal album. It's great. And he said that the only reason why they didn't release albums when they, when they were supposed to is that he's not the kind of person to just do music for the sake of doing music. It has to be organic. Yeah. And I get that and I dig that. You know, I'm I'm not really into filler material and just trying to please fans and just put an album out just to say that you're keeping up with statistics and the logistics of your career, you know, just release, release uh quality, release, release dopeness, you know, at the end of the day, you know, that that's really what it comes down to. Just give us some, some quality stuff. And, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Yo, did you, um, did you get a chance to check out uh, the star interview I just did? 
Yes, was dope. Yeah, that joint is dope. like two hours the, long, man. The, the star interview and uh, the the Wordsworth, the Wordsworth interview. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big ups to everybody that checked that out too, man. Like at the end of the interview, we we I was talking to her about like you know possible future projects that she would like to you know do and you know work with certain producers on and you know Mad Lib, you know some of the, I think. Was it Mad Lib that came up? I know Georgia came up. Georgia and Mojo came up. Pete came up. Pete Rock came up. Hmm. Um, also, DJ Premier. She was like, "Yo, I really feel like it's my time to, to get you know one of the one of the greats, man." I think that'd be dope, man. She I, was dope. It was a great, interesting individual, man. And you know, I'm definitely gonna be checking for her stuff more. Yeah. You know, than I was before, but it just made me want to like check her out. She's a real, real cool people's man. Word up. See that. Word up. And she got that new Maxi single out with um DJ Bizarro, crazy DJ Bizarro. Um, so that's that's she said it's been Chuck D's been playing it on his radio. So that's really dope, man. Shout yeah, out to right. Chuck D. I think his birthday just passed not too long ago. Word, yeah. Word. Shout out to shout out to Chuck, man. The the voice of hip hop, man. That's what I call him, man. That here it is. Bam. And you say. This is a dope jam, you know, to this day, you know, like that's another guy. If, if you don't know who Chuck D is, you know, like you got to do some more research, man. <laughs> word up, word up. Yeah, man. So, um, it's a lot, lot, lot going on, man. A lot to look forward to. Do you feel like we'll have any surprise releases before the year's up? Like something that, I, something big that we wasn't expecting. I hope we do. I hope we do. I hope it's. I hope we get another one out of JLX. Okay. I, I I hope that's wishful thinking, man. Sporadically, <laughs> somehow, some way, off of this particular release, I hope that influences him and inspires him to, you know what? Let me go ahead and release Patents of Nobility. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure everyone else who was displeased with this release and it being a whole Jay Z effort would be happy, but. Even so, even if it's not patents of nobility, I mean, th this is there is plenty of material to ins that should inspire people right now to write twenty albums a year. Yeah, you know, in this situation, you know, th th there's plenty of things to talk about, and Definitely. this is the, the, the this is a great time for for conscious music, more conscious material to 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 thrive, and guys need really needs to take advantage of this window. I feel like some people are taking advantage, but you know, some people are just gonna do what they do, and right. we're just gonna have to weed that out and just focus on the, the you know. The I guess what I meant to say is more of a revolution. You know, I, this is a perfect window for a revolution to occur where it's just affecting everybody's music and what they want to do, inspiring everyone. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I feel like um hip hop has definitely made some strides, you know, um within this year. As always, I know you want to see more abundance, A level, and keep that Listen, keep I'm that going. Spoiled, man. I'm <laughs> spoiled. I'm spoiled, man. I mean, I'm coming up from the time where I had to dig as well, too. And I guess for me it was a little different because I was I was growing up as hip hop was growing up. So I, I witnessed it not necessarily from a baby, but by the time she was a toddler. Right. So you know, by the time I got it to that to that level, digging in the crates and you know preparing my ninety minute tape and dubbing over a whack 
album that I didn't like and right. putting it in for Stretch and Barbito and taping the underground pirate radio stations to get the new mixtape to bring to school and play to my friends. That's what I'm used to. I know. And, and then for me, like at a certain point in time, I'm like, what is happening? What is what are you doing? Well, no, no, no. This is like this is a girl you've been dating for such a long time. And then all of a sudden she starts taking different directions on you. Like, what? What is this? <laughs> Because for me, I guess by the time I by the time the the whole raucous era came in, and that dissolved, and Bobito and Stretch's relationship on the radio dissolved, and they came down, I kind of checked out. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I just kind of checked out. You know, I guess I kind of got a little heartbroken, and I was like, you know what? Let me just let me just fall back into, you know, listening to the roots. Do you want more? Yeah, albums like that got me through college, bro. Albums like that, I like know Water that feeling, Child. man. I know that and, feeling, and, and I was like, I just want to see more of this. You know, I mean, my boy, uh, shout out to to to, to Majesty, uh, my boy Gerard. You know, we talk oh, about this that's ju- yo, uh, yeah, he did shout me out. That oh, that's Majesty, Majesty, yeah, yeah, yeah. shout out to Majesty. Big ups to him, to, man. You know, we we. We went to Mercy College and we were in the same dormitory. Yeah, and that's how we met. When we met, that the 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 Things Fall Apart LP was just releasing during that time. And actually he put me on to it. He actually made me allow me to hear the um the You Got Me a version, the Jill Scott version mm. before the album was actually released. The album that was released was released on Erica Badu, but Jill Scott wrote that. And I heard that version. It was dope. And I was like, okay. By the time the album came out, I was like, wow. And those were all MCA releases. That was that was the Roots was signed to MCA, uh, Common was signed to MCA, and D'Angelo Voodoo. Wow. Those three albums right there. Those are like game changing albums that have greatly impacted my life i really still think about those, that music to this day and for me that's what a classic is if i can yeah. listen to that album now and and still listen to it like i was thinking about how it impacted you yeah wow it, it's still great you know wow man. so i i mean i i don't know man i'm i'm hoping that we'll get something dope like what's on your bucket list man like what, what like what and it don't even have to be something that we have been anticipating. It could just be something new that you was like, yo, I would love to hear an album from this cat <laughs> or I'd these two to, cats. I'd love, I'd love to hear that 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 Soul Quarian album, bro. Oh yeah, that uh, that yeah, I, the post that I saw. That Shout out to George Littlejohn who 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 um shared that post, man. If y'all don't know who the Soul Aquarians are, the Soul Aquarians is uh, are uh, Questlove, Jay Dilla. Uh, Black Thought, uh, uh, what you gonna call it? What's this guy's name? Uh, Raphael Sadiq, D'Angelo, James Poiser, Q Tip. Mm-hmm. Erica, right? You said Erica? Erica, yep. Wasn't Bilal down with Soul Quarian? Bilal, Bilal's a Soul Quarian too. Wow. So I'm just, just, just imagining an effort with all of those people on one album. You know, that would have been great. You know, I, I would I would love to hear even now that Dilla's gone, you know, which I heard he was pretty much at the forefront of the Soul Aquarian movement, you mm. know. And Soul Aquarians is basically it's a name that they came up with. They're soulful artists, they do soul music, but they were all 
you know, if you subscribe to, you know, um, signs and things like that, they were all Aquariuses. So, right. Yeah. So what's wow. the verdict on that? Is that something that is something in the vault or something that like is you you think they might have somewhere that just hasn't been released yet? I'd be surprised if it is. Every great musician got plenty of stuff in the can. <laughs> you know, I don't think I don't think people just like Prince, for instance, I'm pretty sure there's like hundreds and hundreds of songs, thousands of songs that yeah. he's made through the course of his career while he was still alive that you, we may never see the light of day. That's true. You know? Yeah. You know? Word, word. So next topic, man, I wanted us to touch on was this whole idea of like what's been happening with meme culture. And it was an article that came out on um, OK Player not too long ago where they talked about you know, it was really going off of what happened with um, Sister Megan, Megan Thee Stallion and how, like, you know, basically the article is, is titled Not Everything Needs to Be Turned Into a Meme. And it's really talking about how meme culture has taken on this, like, very negative outcome where people are making fun of people and it's like there's a limit. You know what I mean? Like, it's cool to have, like, you know, funny stuff here and there, but, like, how far is too far, right? And I, I, I really, um, it made me, it made me think, you know, and just start thinking about, like, social media and the time that we're living in, like, how so much could really be taken out of context and a serious situation could be made light of and, and, and funny, you know, because of meme culture, man. What's your, what's your thoughts on... Like, um, how meme culture is affecting, you know, today's times, you know, whether it be hip hop or just like, you know, things that may be near and dear to people, like people are just like, you know, creating these memes and it might be fun for the moment, but it's really turning out kind of detrimental, you know, in terms of the feedback. I think it's a fine line. Yeah. And it's a slippery slope because I believe the meme culture has come about as the article suggested is given the times that we're in right now and things is looking as grim as they have been looking with not only just this pandemic, but the racial explosion, the police brutality and all of these other parameters and all these other elements in the mix the easiest thing to do is to laugh at your pain. Word. So when you create a meme about something, yeah, of course we're laughing at it, but it's coming from a place of pain, which is sometimes coming from a place of truth because there's truth to that. And this is the reason why we laugh at every joke is because there's some seriousness behind it. This is the reason why we find comedians funny. Mm. Yeah. We, laugh at jokes because there's some validity to it the right. the problem comes where when do we stop joking or when it's when, when is it something not funny yeah that like it comes from perspective you know indeed and i mean like the sister got shot like she said she was traumatized by it and i mean regardless of what anybody thinks like i think it's honorable to just take into account what the sister said. Like I could imagine that she really was traumatized by it. You know what I mean? Like 
Like, I just don't, I just don't know, like, when we became so fickle-minded, you know, or so, you know, how you say, like, uh, immature is the word I'm looking for, you know? Um, and I know it's a heavy subject, so I don't want to touch on it too long, but, like, I just felt like... Um, I know, and then I know there's talks about how, like, you know, black men are responding to this, you know, or just men in general are responding to this, to her shooting in, like, in a negative way, not really having sympathy. I don't, first, I, I won't say I don't think it's, I don't think it's every black man, but I do recognize that there's people out there, you know, um, making light of this, you know, and I feel like if you are doing that and you are a black man or you are a man, whatever, like, you definitely need to 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 get your 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 stuff checked out, man. Like, cause, you know, like, like you said, man, it's like there's a thin line, right? And I feel like that thin line was already crossed. You know what I'm saying? Like, you already broke that line, you know, by doing that. Like, you know, like there's comedy, but I feel like comedy, comedy is an art, right? And it and it has to be tasteful, you know, and I feel like what we're seeing with meme culture, a lot of it is distasteful, you know? Well, That's just there's, my there's perspective. No, there's, there's very little integrity. Yeah. In, any, in anything in the world nowadays. Very little to no integrity whatsoever, period. Yeah. People have no respect for anything. There's no rules. There's no order. When I was growing up, there were, you know, there were rules you know, there were there was even a order and rules and a code amongst thieves. Nowadays, it's just like it's just anything goes. You know that when there's no respect there, and when there's no respect there, those lines can be easily crossed. Oh, uh, Jay Crump said word. I was going to say people have been using me- memes to cope a lot, and I think when someone has been done bodily harm, the memes got to chill. Word up. I agree with that. <laughs> Word. Right on. Thanks for that, Jay Crumps. Right on. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, agreed. Humor shouldn't come at someone's expense. Definitely. Yep. Shout out to Thank two girls. So, um, yeah, I agree with uh, both both of those comments. Uh, the issue here is this: with well, you, ex- explain to me this. Um, 50 cents and, and Cameron, I think Cameron. they had, but they 50 apologized. 50 apologized, but Cameron didn't. I don't so think Cam did. Yeah. Like what the meme was actually about. Cause I personally didn't see the meme. Like, what yeah, let me doing? just, let me just pull it up. Cause I want to be, um, I want to be accurate in, in what the article says. So this article is on OK player. Um, let me just see right here. It said 50 Cent and Cameron both shared memes relating to the shooting. The meme Cameron shared was particularly upsetting considering his transphobic punchline, humorless and tasteless. Both memes made light of a serious and traumatic situation. Since then, 50 has apologized for sharing the meme. The meme Cameron shared can still be found on his Instagram. Yeah, um, I read the I read the article, but yeah, I'm not talking. sure. I'm not sure if they said what the actual meme was. But um, they said it was um, humorless it was and tasteless. Right. And her being shot. 
Yeah. I mean, she said it was the worst experience of her life. And it's nothing funny. So, like, just off of the fact that she said that. Matter of fact, like, she didn't even have to say that. Like, why would I make a meme of, you know, someone getting shot? Like, whether it's a, you know, no matter who it is, right? But I feel like there's a level of sensitivity sensitivity for our ladies, you know, that we should have, you know? Mark Wilkinson says, what up, A-Level? Yo, what up, Mark? What's good, Mark? So, so, Thank you for tuning that's, in. That's, that's the funk doctor. <laughs> or, yeah. big ups, man, big ups. I appreciate the comments. Yeah, so, like, I think it doesn't matter, like, who it is, right? But, of course, like, in a time like this, like, we definitely need to be sensitive to our sisters, you know? That's why I feel like we get this rap, man. Like, you, like as black brothers, we get this this rap like we we don't we not dare to protect or care for our ladies when I feel like some of the brothers like they mess it up by doing stupidness like this you know what I mean because exactly. it's real brothers out there that's really about protecting their ladies but um when this comes up it kind of just it it, it 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 shines a negative light on the brothers that's really doing the right thing you know what I'm saying yeah, that's that's coming from a very immature place, inconsiderate place. Shout out, Mark. Appreciate that. Shout out, bro. Yes. We love you too, man. Thank you. Word up, man. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that's how that's how I, that's how I feel, man. I mean, I don't want to touch on this for too long, but I felt like it was worthy to address because you know, brothers out there, I feel like we gotta step it up, man. Like, and we also, we also gotta call it out. Yeah. I feel like we need to call it out when we see these things happening, like straight up say like, yo, that ain't right. You know what I mean? If we got to call our other brothers out, you know what I mean? Exactly. Word. Word. Word up. Shout out to Talia Jim. <laughs> out the box is fire. I like that. Word up. So um, what, what else, man? What else we want to talk about, man? Um, thank you to everyone that's been listening. Let me Thank throw you. up a Thank little you. banner real quick. Make sure y'all visit that link. Outtheboxmedia.com. Catch all the podcasts and stuff. You know. Yeah. A-Level, man. I'm happy to have you here, man. It's been a minute. This is. I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. This Word. is fun. This is Word. my life's work, you know? Yo, I'm hot, man. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm burning up, man. It's a hot day. That AC right now is just kicking a whole bunch of hot breath air right now, bro. It's just, it's just going. That's all. It just feel like somebody's breathing on you. That's all this is. But uh, lucky for you, I ain't got no AC. And the reason why I don't have, well, not in the room that I'm in, obviously, but right. the reason why I don't even have the fan on because I'm like nervous that like the the wind or the sound of the fan is gonna come through the mics and stuff. So listen, that's Krill is a weird. perfectionist, bro. <laughs> Because a perfectionist, man. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta keep it real, man. What y'all see, man, without the box and this high quality content, man. He takes, you know, particular attention to all of the details, man. Word. Yeah, I gotta keep it real, though, man. Like, it's been a headache, man, to like, to do this live stuff and like a level, man. I, I'm so like detailed. I think that's one of the reasons why. We haven't gone live before because I was always trying to make sure everything was right. 
<laughs> yo, man, I yo, it was man. I had some technical difficulties earlier. We were supposed to start at nine. We ended up start. I was I was gonna I was like, yo, we're gonna start at 9 30, and then we ended up going to 10. It's all right, the, man. It's all the, right. It's live, man. Where, it's live. The A level, your um your I think your internet went out. <laughs> yeah, my then, my my internet, my some crazy stuff was happening, but thank God, you know, came through, cleared, cleared up. But uh moving along into Thanks for bringing up the topic and protecting the sisters. No, no doubt, honey. Big ups, big ups. Down there, down there for for our women, you know. Absolutely. I feel hot, but the sun ain't even out though. Happy twenty fifth, <laughs> OB four CL. That's right. That's right. I like that, man. I like that. I like the quote, man. <laughs> I love that. Shout out to Mark. <laughs> Word up. Live and direct, baby. <laughs> J Red. What's good? Word, word. I'm appreciating all this love, y'all. You know Yo, what I'm for saying? Real, for real, for real. It's keeping us going and, you know, it lets us know that we're heading in the right direction. Indeed, and indeed. Bringing you guys the quality content. We reserve the right to be selective on here. Always, and, uh, always, always, man. So uh, our next topic, versus. Me and you had a long conversation about this last week. And we were talking so much on it that I was like, man, this sounds like an out-the-box talks episode. So, um, word is that, how did it first happen? I got word from, actually from you, A-Level, that there was talk about, I think it was Fat Joe that wanted... Yeah, he Fat, had, Fat Joe does Fat. an IG. It's like everyone has a podcast now. Everyone's doing the, doing the podcasting. Ti has a podcast. Fat Joe has a podcast from IG, and he was he was doing an IG live with uh, KRS One, and he put it out there that you know Fat Joe asked him. He was like, "Would you be willing to do a versus with LL Cool J against right. LL?" Cool Right. And, and this is what, what was posted. I don't know if it was on one mic or, or, or somewhere else where I saw it when he said that. And he was, KRS was like, uh, I'll do it. He was like, but LL will not survive. <laughs> he said it just like that. How I'm saying he said he will not survive with a straight face just like that. And then Fat Joe just started holding his head. He was like, oh, like, wow, wow. And you know what? Do you really feel LL wouldn't survive? You don't think? Do you think LL would be able to give him some competition? I'm not gonna put it to this point that LL, he's not gonna wash LL. Okay. I don't think he's gonna wash LL because what people don't understand about versus it, it's just a whole different environment than a real traditional battle. Versus is not more so a battle; it's more so of a celebration. Mm-hmm. It's a celebration of of the songs that you've made throughout the course of time that people appreciate the most. Now, what I felt is though maybe people, I just felt the need to express that to people because LL is more of the bigger star. Yeah. He's more of the bigger superstar than KRS-One is. Let's not forget who KRS-One is, y'all. Let, let's, not, let's not forget who he is. This is the Blastmaster. The Blastmaster, the teacher. This is the teacher, okay, who gave us criminal minded, 
who gave us South Bronx, the South South Bronx. That's right. Uh, out of the early modern hip hop records, this is why he's on the the Mount Rushmore, in my opinion. You know, is because him, Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, G Rap, and a few others, they were at the the, the forefront of the movement of modernizing hip hop from from the Run DMC Houdini era and bringing it to the next phase. So they're like the midway point in hip hop history. So Indeed. again, it goes on. Uh, yes, yes, I think very deeply. Like my philosophy going into by all means necessary ghetto music, the blueprint of hip hop. That's the first, the first, the first blueprint. Mm. Uh, edutainment, edutainment, love's gonna get you, sex and violence, KRS one self titled. A lot of deep people forget about step into a world. People forget about that. People forget about that. You don't think that that can bang in the verses right now? It will. And this is when, when this is the reason why when um, I believe Fat Joe went and did an IG live with LL Cool J, or maybe it was uh, with Swiss Beats, because you know Swiss, as you'll know, y'all, uh, it's just Swiss and Timberland, you know, who runs the verses, and he asked him about that whole situation with KRS. And he said, you know what? I don't think doing a battle with KRS for me would be would be fair. Right. Wouldn't be a great battle be, or, you know, a versus because my material for the most part is um, it's kind of light and airy, you know, and more so catered to to to, to women and, 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 and more of a happy party having fun kind of environment you know krs is more lyrical deep subject matter and he was right about that so he was like you would have to put me and pair me up with someone else in order for you to be a real entertaining versus so i thought that was an interesting i agree with that i feel like i feel like i i can't i i i don't think it's a reach to put those two together. But when you really think about it, like KRS is, you need like a Rakim or something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, the better verses would be against Rakim and Big Daddy Kane. Return of the Boom Bap. Yes, Funk Doctor. Yes, Funk Doctor. Mark is the, my musical twin right there. He He knows. He's just as, as 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 maniacal with the music as <laughs> just as I am. Shout so out to Mark. Return of the Boom Bap was crazy. You know what's on Return of the Boom Bap, y'all? Whoop whoop! That's the sound of the police. Issue. Black cop, black cop, black cop. That is on the same album. You don't think that's gonna bang against a versus with LL Cool J? I don't. I, I think it would. Here's the, here's the thing about verses, though. Verses is really not about, like, skills. It's about hits. And the reason why I don't think that verses would work, and I'm sure you believe the same thing, but LL has, his fan base is a lot of women. Right. Not saying that Chris don't have women in his fan base, but like, yo, 
Ladies love Cool James. Exactly. And and honestly, even Ellos has some hard material in his career. Like early in his career, when we're talking about I'm bad, but I'm bad was still followed up with I need love. You know what I mean? And the hardest album of his career was Mama Said Knock You Out, which is one of the greatest albums ever made. You know, that's 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 a Molly Maul masterpiece from start to finish. If you had you know, to go hit for hit between Chris and LL, how do you think it would end? I think it would be... I would be 20... 20 songs each, right? I mean, you don't got to go through each song, but just like that, what do I you think, think score, might be the outcome? My, my score would be 17-14, Chris. Okay. I give a 17-14, you know? That's, that's, not, that's, that's not too far, you know, in terms of the distance between each other. You know, I just don't think um, that the hardest records that, 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 that LL could possibly offer against Chris. Most of those, most of those records would come off of Mama Said. Mm. That are not just ladies oriented. But if he just wanted to go with the straight ladies, he'd probably. Who knows? You you could give him a chance to even winning, you know, against KRS because the ladies will get behind LL. They will get behind LL Cool J. You know that who do you love? And you know, uh. Doing it, doing it, and doing it well, and all the other records that he had. After Mama said knock you out, by the time LL resurfaced and reemerged in his career during the whole bad boy era with uh, the, the 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 flavor in your ear remix with the Hisha, uh blotitious, skeevy, delicious. delicious. <laughs> Ask me to this day, as dope as that sound, I don't know what that means to this day. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I do not know what Papa Love It means. Yo, we got to do a show where we just, you know, bring up lyrics that we have no idea what it means. What that means at all. But from that point onward, the Mr. Smith album dropped. After that, he he went from LL Cool J to Ladies Love Cool James, right? And going on to CSI and doing all these movies, and you know, in too deep and things of that nature. He became a more of an icon. You know, by that yeah. point in time, not yeah. really that much deep into music anymore. So, yo, he spit a he spit a rhyme not too long ago, um, where he was talking about, you know, just like in in response to the police brutality, right, and the racial injustice. I thought that was dope. Yeah, it was. Somebody tried was. to clown him though. I think it was like fifty. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe it wasn't fifty, but somebody clowned him. I was like, yo, like that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe it wasn't fifty. I, I don't think it was fifty. It was somebody else, I think. But um yeah. I was like, yo, I, I thought it was dope, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um nah. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, so like on paper, I feel like Rakim and KRS would be a better look. Way better. That'd be far more entertaining. Because those were guys who were literally peers. Those two, um, Big Mark Daddy said LL, King. LL had hits though. 
Yeah. He did have hits, yeah. That's why I said he had hits. So he I, I could give him a shot at winning a versus because all he's gonna do is just gonna play them them hits. But most of those hits, most of the hits come off of that Mama Said album. The other the other albums, 14 Shots to the Dome, all you got on there for me is uh Backseat of My Jeep and Pink Cookies in a Plastic Bag. Everything on this album I never need to hear again. You know, 14 <laughs> Shots was terrible. Um, and then you go into the Mr. Smith album, which was dope. You got Phenomenon, and I pretty much checked out of the LL Cool J stuff after that, you know. So it's hip hop for me going in a different direction. So if we if we if we if we said Rakim and and uh Chris, I think who you think would come out of that? That's a tough one, man. I think still Chris. Tell me why. He has the longer body of the 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 more vast body of work than Rakim does. Chris, Chris is definitely consistent, man. His body of work is more extensive, much more deeper than than Rakim's. I yeah. mean, with Rakim, you have um, paid in full. But hits for the- maybe not hits, but like powerful tracks for powerful tracks. Oh, that, that's going to be an entertaining battle. But I still got Chris coming out. Okay, I still got Chris coming out of that. You know, I would love to see that. But there's man. a lot of Rakim fans out there, though. <laughs> There's a lot of Rakim fans that will literally swear up and down by that he is the god, you know, literally. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how are they? How are they scoring these verses? I don't even know. Like, I feel like it's one of those things where, like, when it's over, who like whoever you're hearing the most. Like, I don't think there's like a a score people system. Draw, people just draw their own conclusions. Right. I think that's what it is. You know that that never dawned on me as I'm as we talking right now. I just thought about it. I was like, "Yo, how are they even scoring it?" Yeah. People just draw their own conclusions because it's about having fun. It's yeah. not really about somebody winning or losing. Yeah, the, I think the winning or losing really goes into the minds of the fan. That that's down to you and how yeah, and how yeah. you feel about it. That's for y'all discussions and for these kind of podcasts that we're having right now. You know, yeah. where people are saying, "Who oh, you think won?" You know, word up. I think I think uh, both of them would would do well. That would be an entertaining battle Indeed. because that'll be the, the super golden era classics right there. That, Definitely that they can go ahead there for especially uh, check out my melody versus uh, my philosophy. Uh, Eric B for president against uh, Bridges over. You know, like who who else you think could go up against Chris if it's not Rakim? Is there anybody else you think? I think G Rap would be a dope battle. G Rap. What about Kane? Big Daddy Kane. No. Really? I, I think, not, I think not Kane, with Chris. Not not with Chris. Kane. Tell me why G Rap over Kane. G Rap over Kane because Kane Kane made a huge splash in the pond. A huge splash in the pond, so huge to the point that he just dominated the entire culture. He had everybody wearing flat tops. Everybody wanted to be like him because he didn't just come with just the music. He came with a stage act. He okay. came with Scoob and Scrap Lover. He came with Mr. C, like, plus his ability to be on the microphone and command an audience. So 
I'm commanding on the mic and I'm dancing like like it's James Brown and the Famous Flames. Wow, he was the greatest show on earth. But as far as album wise, long live the cane, and uh it's a big daddy thing. Okay. After that, wow. It went downhill after that, you know. So you you I don't think I, he has enough hits to or, nah. or or powerful tracks to sustain the two greatest versus. albums of his career are those two albums I just mentioned. Wow. Okay. That's not enough. That's not enough to beat a that's a an interesting point. Versus, I could know? I could I could dig that. Mm-hmm. Word, word. So yeah, I guess it's Rakim and KRS. Hopefully we see it. You know, that's Rakim just we KRS. That's that's hopefully. Yeah. Swiss. Timbo. <laughs> Need to get that going. Get that going. I'm Ooh, sure they probably they they'd probably be on it if if the opportunity presents itself. I you know, but that would that would be really dope for the culture, man. What about yeah. producers? What do you think? Cause we saw RZA and Primo, but like I feel like there's definitely some more producer verses that could that uh, we could see. I'd like to see an Eric Sermon versus uh Havoc. Interesting. Green Eye Bandit versus Havoc. Just like music. You think Havoc's catalog is could could rock with with Hmm, okay. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. You're talking about shook ones. That's the anthem of hip hop right there, man. I know, I know. But I'm just curious to see like how much how much he got up under his vault. Also, Eric Sermon is the producer of all of them EPMD classics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's at the stage for groups like Mob Deep as well, too. So I think that that that'd be a great battle. You know what I'm saying? That's an interesting one. I would have never thought you would have put those two together. Plus, Eric Sermon also produced 4321. Of course. He also produced How High. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So these, these are these are staples. These are great songs as well, too. Yo, speaking of producers, I know we, we spoke about this producer earlier, Mad Lib. He is supposed to have a project that we've been speaking about. We did it. We talked about it when we had our last episode. A project with Talib Kweli and Yasin Bey, formerly known as Most Def. The mm-hmm. Black Star album. Now, you That's posted in the group that, <laughs> you know, Stretch and Barbito just did an interview or was that a recent interview with yes. with most and um with Yasin and Kwali? Yep. What 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 are they what are they saying about that? Because the last we heard was that Kwali made a post on Twitter or social media saying that he that the album may never come out. Well, I was mentioning earlier, like we yeah. said, um uh with regards to that, um, someone posted in that interview in the YouTube chat that uh, Madlib uh, confirmed that the album is ex- currently experiencing sample clearance issues because you know Madlib is a sample-based producer, mm. and um, I figured that that's what the issue was. You know, when they when they started talking about the labels and people getting involved in it and that don't know nothing about music. Nine times out of ten, it has something to do with sample clearances and labels feeling and whether this 
album is worth our money to be spending and if we're not going to have a real good return effort on it for the amount of money that we have to pay for these sample clearances and its licensing issues so he said as soon as they get those sample clearance issues fixed he anticipates uh, the album being released in the fall so that could be this month it could be next Yo, that's month. dope in october so so you this was this was somebody's response in a youtube comment YouTube comment. Did they link a source like where they got this? They got this information from. They were saying that that um, Madlib has said that. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So he did he say it like in a social media post or something? No, this was in the YouTube chat. They just referred in the. But they didn't say where he where they got the Madlib. No, they didn't say where they source from. All right. You know, know, I always kind of want to know where they're getting this info from, but um, I'm gonna look into that. Um, yeah. hopefully that's, that's true, you know, yeah. but I, I definitely want to get the source yeah. to see where that's coming from. You know, I would like to, too, cause that's on my bucket list of, of albums that I'm really interested in hearing. Drop, yeah. You know, they, so they allegedly all- we might see it, but we're not sure yet. I know there was a post, um, there was this article that Madlib, like we spoke about earlier, Madlib does have project coming out that um you know we can look for so yeah yeah so i i mean we spoke about this we covered this in one of our previous episodes my thing is like i don't i don't get too excited anymore about like these anticipated releases because they kind of just make you sad you know like i said it's like being a knicks fan (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like you Every year it's like, yo, I'm I'm excited, you know, you, you see like a new lineup and you're like excited and then they let you down. Like my thing is like whenever it comes out, it comes out and I'll check for it then. Mark said longevity is the key as well as the ability to make timeless records. That's true. Yeah. Definitely. And that's that's what we want, Funk Doc. Timeless records. We just don't want records for the sake of coming out and just dropping albums and dropping albums. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have in the realm and the time that we're in where we have so much music coming out. How do you really appreciate it all? Absolutely. You know what I found myself listening to the other day? Life is good. Oh, wow. Guys, life is good. I can actually say after going back and listening to it, because I thought it was great when it, when it was released, I, that had me, you know, changing my mind about Nas again and getting confidence in him again, you know, as I do this affair that I have going on with him. Um, it's a weird relationship, but. Uh, it's funny how you say it's a weird relationship. It's a weird relationship. It's, what, is, what do they say in, also when they post on Facebook sometimes? It's complicated. It's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> you know Yo, speaking saying? of Nas, like I don't know if you saw the post, but um, but I was pay- gonna say before before you say that, but Life Is Good is now officially my number two album for Nas. Really? Yeah, I'm surprised. That's Illmatic. Life is good, and then it was not even written. it was written like this album is better. It's wow, better than A level. I'm surprised, man. I thought you would have said it was written. What is it about Life Is Good that's so good? 
I I I I I like Life Is Good, but I, me personally, I don't think it's one of his top albums. Bro, it's a consistently great sounding album okay. throughout the album. It was written has some really bad moments on that album. Nas is coming awful. That was awful. How you have Dr. Dre on a song with you, and the song be that terrible. You know what I mean? That that was just the that was the thing. There was other good songs on there, but that was the deal breaker for me when with, with that song. I was like, I never thought Nas could make a song that was that bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't I know, mean, man. I, I agree, but you know, for me, that was like the beginning of the okay. What, what is happening? Nas is actually human. You know, when his album came out, <laughs> when it was written, came out, I was like, he's actually human. He's human. So. For me, I to me, me personally, I enjoyed listening to 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 Life Is Good more so than I enjoyed listening to It Was Written. You know what else was left off of It Was Written that I got mad about? Silent Murder. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's only on was the cassette it version? Wasn't that yeah? That was a bonus track on the cassette, right? On the cassette version around the time when cassettes was phasing out. Why would you do that? It, it wasn't on the record. It wasn't on the CD. Silent Murder is probably one of the best tracks on the entire album. You you know what's crazy, man? I never knew that that track wasn't on the regular album. I always had the cassette version. That song is. I bought it from Coconuts when Coconuts used to be open. (laughs) Remember Coconuts? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Coconuts. Coconuts. We going back, bro. Coconuts. Oh, Mark said he said he thinks Yasin told Bob they had one more record to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you say Bob, you mean um, uh, Bobito? Yeah, Bobito. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. So Thanks for that comment. Yeah. More record to do, and, and that'll be it. But yeah, yeah. Silent Murder to me, like that's the best song on the album. Best song on the album, and that's that's what that was I a dope power. record, that's man. What, that's what I gave you power. Uh, shootouts. You know, live live nigga rap. You know, those are good songs. But like I said, they didn't really flow seamlessly to me. It it, it wasn't a very good sequenced album. Right. Life is Good is a better sequenced album. There's the song with Amy Winehouse. Um, well, that to Cherry, me, that's the shining moment of that record. Cherry Wine, Anthony Hamilton record is dope. Accident Murderers, uh... Uh, where's the love with cocaine 80s like these were just soulful beats throughout the album and this is all I expect from Nas this is what I want Nas stop rhyming on beats that you know that don't really compliment your voice and compliment your flow back then do you think we'll ever get the Nas and Primo album I don't don't think so at this point when I heard about something else and this is a good point that you bring that up you know, I don't think Nas really likes doing tracks. I don't think Nas is the person we really think he is. Where's the Love is my favorite song on Life is Good. Yep. You killed That's that. A high record. Yeah. Killed that. Um, he's not the person that his fans think he is. I don't think he's he he's that person that we think he is because he does not want to do songs. Or he doesn't really stress the interest in doing songs with people that complement his style. 
which would work out in our minds to be great records. Like recently, I saw it in, in, in the news um, with uh, Lupe Fiasco. Did you read the article uh, with Lupe about about him about Lupe Fiasco yeah, reaching I did. out to Nas? Yeah, I did. And guess what? Nas didn't respond. <laughs> the article did say that he did not respond. Why? But yet, it's Nas. We, we can do a whole album with um, Junior Gong Marley. <laughs> Why? I mean, do you do you think that would be a good project though? Like between yeah, Lupe and us, heavy mental dudes. That is true. Complement each other. Yeah. Nas is a heavy mental rapper. It doesn't matter what he's rhyming about or what he's trying to do. I think he tries to shake the fact of who he really is and tries to go into these other lanes that he sees some of his contemporaries doing and say, Hey, I could do that. But then to me, it looks like a fish out of water when he tries to do it because you're trying to do something else. Yeah. I'm looking at the article right now. It says, um, um, he said, Lupe said, we talked about the Amy Winehouse record, right? It was like going to studio. Nas has a bunch of blunts there. He's obviously ready. It's like, Oh, what are we doing? What am I stepping into? What are we finna to, what are we finna do right now? The conversation that we had was incredible. This is Lupe saying this. It was unbelievable, Lupe said. And then it went into, okay, so what are we doing? What do you want to do? And I told him about the Amy Winehouse piece. I was like, this is what I'm engaged in right now, conceptually. Maybe it tickles your fancy. It just tapered from me. Okay, let's see, whatever. Then Nas goes on to be Nas. Lupe goes on to be Lupe. So they like had a little talk about it, but it didn't really. And he said, you know, at the end, that, you know, as you finish that off, yeah. he never reached back out to him. Yeah. He has yet to re- return his email or return, you know, respond and say, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. This is another OK Player article. If you guys want to check it out, it's Lupe Fiasco says he reached out to Nas to do a joint EP. You know, like these are... He did with the Primo record. These titles are like, it gets you hyped up and then when you read it, you're like, oh, all right, whatever. That's the same thing he did with the Primo record. They had Primo. He was like, I'm waiting for him. I'm waiting for him to get back to me. Yeah. That doesn't tickle his fancy. What tickles his fanny is fancy is maybe doing a that's a fanny that's funny, um, uh, what tickles his fancy is more so doing records with DJ Khaled, yeah, and more all of these other people, you know, Knife One the remix, a lot of um. I thought Lost stuff. Tapes Two was dope though. Lost Tapes Two was dope. Had a few songs on there for me, but then again, like these typical Nas releases that release it doesn't after a week I thought it, it was better than the the what was the project he released the like the five track six track project he released with, with Kanye better than Nasir but that's not really saying yeah, much yeah Nasir was yeah you know Nasir was terrible I just don't understand it I, I use Kanye West and and the album still it's still not good mm. you know so Yo, you know, God, God, stepson. That's another. And he, he didn't. He said the album was okay. He said the album was okay. 
This is Knife Wonder we're talking about. Knife Wonder has tried to submit work for Nas. Yeah, you no response. You always speak highly of God's stepson. Yeah. I don't really hear people talk about that so much. I don't understand why. I don't understand why. When you listen to Masterminds and what Knife Wonder was able to do with that remix, it sounds you know the original was dope with Alchemist on it, but he took it somewhere into the stratosphere. Yeah, because that sounded like something that Nas should have been was supposed to rhyme on from the beginning. Uh, um, Thug's Mansion remix. Mm. Um, for those yeah. that don't know, man, that's a that's a project Ninth Wonder, like he pretty much reproduced. Um, he reproduced. He basically put his touches. Ninth Wonder producer from North Carolina, you know, member of Little Brother. Worked with works heavily with Rhapsody. Like he he put his spin on Godson. On what and he it, felt it should sound like. What he thought it should sound like, yeah. And he just basically took the acapellas and produced it in the in in the tradition of what most hip hop producers would do, and just do what is a real remix, and that's just change just changing the beat. Right. You don't have to record the song. Exactly. Just change. The beat. That's it. Yeah, he did. He did a good one. He did. He did a good job with that. That was a great. And this album. was like early in his career. I will listen to that album versus God's Godson album. Now let me ask you: If that album was like officially part of his catalog, what where would that be? Would well, that I put be? it in his catalog for me. Oh, so where is it? Because you said you said number one is Illmatic, number two is number um two, Life is Good. Life. So where would you put God's Steps? Put in? It, I put it was written number three. Okay. Then I'll put um, Lost Tapes 1. Okay. Uh, God Stepson 5. Oh, so that's your top five. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say um, I'm probably, people probably going to be like, what are you talking about? I'll be honest. I didn't hear Illmatic when it first came out. I heard Illmatic later on. I probably wasn't even really familiar with Nas when Illmatic came out. I can't think I was like 94. Was it 94? 94. Album dropped. And 94. I'll be honest, like, I didn't know. I didn't know. Summer 94. June yeah. 94. But it's definitely up there. That's hard, man. I don't I don't know, man. I, I you know what? I don't wanna I don't wanna say something that's back, not right. Come back on it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to come back on that. But I, like, I know life, you would life, have that together, man. I know you would have that list together. Life, life is good for me, man. I was like, I don't wow. think I have a number one Nas album yet, though. I don't know. I mean, still, it, um, still, Matic holds a special place. Huh. Lost tapes holds a special place. I was in college when those projects came out. Even I am holds a special place. Wow. High school. Wow. It was written. Holds a special place. So it'd probably be me working with those. Definitely Illmatic too, but um, I'm just thinking about the experiences. Like, you know, music, 
and you know this for a fact, A-Level, like, you go through certain experiences in life and music becomes a soundtrack for what you were going, certain albums become a soundtrack for what you were going through at that time. And Nas's albums definitely played a part in my high school and my college years. Um, a lot of albums played a part in those two times in my life. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, man, I, I didn't think we would go to Nas, but uh, we, we did. We have a little, this is that, that was a nice it's convo. Live. It's live. Yes, right? It just kind of flowed with it. Yeah. Yo, speaking of, um, well, there was another, there was another post that I, I posted in a group from Logic. Rapper Logic, as I understand, he just released his, what he calls his final album. And he was saying something, it was an article on Hip Hop DX, he was saying he shouldn't be in the same category as Cardi B and Polo G and more at the Grammys. And he was basically saying that, like, the type of hip hop he does is not like some of the other hip hop that is, like, put out there in the mainstream. Like, he's like a lyric head. And he was thinking, like, it, there should be a category for, like, the lyric heads and then a category for, like, you know, the mainstream, more pop sound in hip-hop. And I kind of agree with him. Yeah. I kind of agree with him. I feel like hip-hop, especially from some of these, like, larger networks, like, they try to, you know jumble everything into like one he was saying like there's other forms of like I think like electronic music they have like different you know sub subgenres you know and there's other things in the Grammys that have different subgenres but like hip hop definitely he feels he shouldn't be in the same category of like people like Cardi B you know and others <laughs> Had the formula on Illmatic. Come on, come on, Large, Primo, and Pete, and never went, never went back to it. Why is that though? Yeah, we staying on this Nas stuff because Nas is a strange guy, man. It's hard to figure him out. It's hard to figure him out. You know, he's he's not a guy that you can. He doesn't do things that make sense to me. You know. Um, I think. I don't know if it was, I can't remember where he said this. Maybe it was in, a, in an interview or something, but I think he was saying something like he likes to, you know, he likes to like try new things. And I don't know if he, there's interest for him to actually go back and do another primo produced, well, not primo produced, but an album that was, that has the sound of like Illmatic with those producers. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like I heard him say that somewhere. I'm, I can't remember like where I heard that. But I feel like, I don't know, man. We we just kind of got to see when it comes. Like when, when that, like if it comes, I'll be happy for it when it does drop. But like I said, man, I'm not like holding too tight. For something like that. But thanks for that comment, Mark, man. Like, he, I feel like he definitely had the formula. He definitely had it laid out. And I feel like those producers, like, you know, Q-Tip, 
Large Pro, Primo, Pete, they're still very, very capable of producing maybe not the same exact sound, but something similar to that, that people would be looking for, you know. But shout out to those producers because I feel like they've done so much like with other artists. You know, like I know Pete did an album with Sky Zoo. I think it came out sometime last year or the year before. And I that was like a really, really dope project. I was really proud of, of you know, the outcome of that project. You know, so a lot of those producers are still doing their thing. I know Primo's still doing his thing. Large Pro still doing his thing. You know, shout out to Large Pro. Me and A Level actually did an interview with him some years back on Out the Box TV. So, you know, if you're on YouTube right now where we're streaming, you could just go back and look at some of our previous shows, and you'll see that we did um an interview with Large Pro. We did we did get Pete for like a quick moment. Around the time that he had released a um, project with Smith and Wesson, I tell you right now, man, the Large Professor interview, man, was one of the hallmark moments of my career. Where interviewing that guy, so I want to shout you out, Krill, for that, man, because yo, the part two episode that just went somewhere else, man. Yeah, even down to how you edited that, you know, with peace is not the word to play and all of that. That was that was dope. Oh know? wow, you remember that. Yo, man, it's funny, man. Like, I sit back and I'm like, wow, like, I can't believe, like, we've done so much over the years. You know, this out-the-box TV thing been going on since, like, 2009, man. And Large Pro, one of the most humble brothers I ever met, man. You know, like, very good dude, man. Very good dude. He gives his honest opinion about how he feels about Nas' music. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know Vlad interviewed him or somebody else, but they asked him about how he felt about Nas. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, mm. I, I don't like it." You know, and they asked him. You know, he said, I feel like our show took a turn. We just like we gotta make this thing a Nas show, man. <laughs> but it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I think yeah. I think we definitely gotta set up a, a a new show where we like we we put it out there to the people to let them know what what like we're gonna be talking about Nas or whatever but that yeah. was cool man it was cool man it was good building with you tonight man likewise likewise this was fun man yeah we kind of just like jumped through topics tonight but um I'm just glad man to get you on a live you know I want to actually do this a lot more and I think this went well tonight likewise likewise man we got to get your face out there. I know I know it's like getting my face out there more too, right? Yeah. So, yeah, man. Thank everybody for for, for supporting us tonight. Uh, Mark, the Funk Doctor, Jay Red. Word up. Who else wife, was in here? Two Girls, me, Sacred Soul, Talia Jam, Jay Crumps. Thank y'all, man. Thank y'all for commenting. You know, and for everyone else that was like viewing, like thank y'all for viewing. We're going to put this this episode up on Out the Box Talk, so make sure there'll be an audio version to this. So make sure you guys check out Out the Box Talks. It's on Anchor.fm. It's on Spotify. It's on Google Podcasts. It's on Apple Podcasts. All you got to do is look for Out the Box Talks. That's O-U-T-D-A. Let me just put it up. Um, this is the website. 
O-U-T-D-A-B-O-X T-A-L-K-S Out the Box Talks. If you go to the website, Out the Box Media, the banner's up right now. You could go, um, you'll see like all of the episodes posted there. I want to big ups to all of the artists that we recently interviewed from Star to um, who we at? Wordsworth. Thank you. Big ups to girls. Thank you for listening and viewing. We had our star. We had Wordsworth. Wordsworth got a new book out there. It's called What Words Are Worth. I'm waiting for my copy in the mail. I know I originally told him I was going to get the digital, but I was like, nah, man, let me just get the physical. I like shout having the physical. Work. Yeah, shout out to Wordsworth. So we got his his book is out there. So big ups to all the people that checked out the show and, you know, had liked that show as well. Who else? So we, it's a lot of people I interviewed this year, man. Uh, we did, me and, me and you did Large Pro. I mean, I mean Large Pro. Um, what am I saying? Last Emperor. Last Emperor. Shout out to Last Emperor. Shout out to Last Emperor, Last, Last Emperor man. We yeah. love you, man. That, that that was another. That was a heavy interview, man. Interview, man. That's definitely yeah. impactful, man. I will remember that for the rest of my life, man. For real. That Last Emperor. We did Stick from Dead Prez. We did an interview with him. We did Supernova Slum. Um, another great interview. United Front. United Front. Who else did we do? We did. Oh man, I did. Oh, I did a lot this year too. Squeegee O. Did Pal Bundy, Focus the Truth. Did an interview with Shay Noor. Yo, shout out to Shay Noor. Her new album is Flavor, man. As God Intended is the name of the album produced by Apollo Brown. Also did an interview with Cambada. Ooh, Cambada's new album, LSD on Mellow Music. Really, really dope project. Who else? Oh, shout out to Elo Kush. Did an interview with him as well. Cy Marshall Law, I had a really good time interviewing that brother. I'm just trying to run through it. Let me just make sure, like, looking up here to just look at the list. I'm forgetting some of the people we interviewed, but it was a lot. It was a lot this year. Um, and it's going to be more. Oh, shout out to Rex. Did an interview with Rex as well. Uh, MH The Verb. Passport Rav. Midas The Beast. Yeah, a lot, a lot this year, man. It's going and oh, and uh, John Robinson forgot to say John Robinson. John, that was another great interview, yeah. man. So you know, big up to all of those artists, man. They doing like really, really dope stuff, man. Like they're putting their music out there, and it's 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 relatable to the people, you know. So one love, man. One love, man. So a level, man. Any last words before we get out of here, man? I had a good time with you tonight, man. Likewise, likewise, my brother. Um, last words would be uh, play Don't See Us by The Roots in honor of, our, honor of uh, the good brother Malik B and The Great Pretender off of the, um, off of the uh, real life documentarians. That's what's up, brother. Thank Appreciate you. Thank that, you. Mark. Thank you. Great, great Pretenders off of um, Illadelph Half-Life. Yeah. So I, I don't think I'll be able to play anything at this point, but maybe, you know, I'll figure out a way to splice it in, you know, yep. at the edit or whatever. But yeah, man, I would definitely say shout out to 
all of the people that tuned in again tonight, me and A-Level, we're going to be doing this a little bit more. So make sure, you know, y'all keep logging in. Keep, you know, keep tuning in, rather. You know, our the Out The Box social platforms, we on Twitter at Out The Box Media. On Instagram at Out The Box Media. We are on Facebook at Out The Box Radio and Out The Box TV. We have a hip-hop group called Hip Hop Thinks Out The Box. That's on Facebook. So if you want to be a part of that, just, you know, hit that up. We also on, what am I missing? Did I miss anything? I think I got everything. Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. And go to that website, outtheboxmedia.com. There's a subscribe tab. Just hit the menu button and subscribe so we could uh, keep you updated with all the stuff we got coming out this year. I got a lot that I want to do, man. Classic episodes uh, on Gregory Porter. Oh, yeah, the previous stuff. Previous stuff before he blew up. um, uh, Whatchamacallit, uh, Kendrick Lamar, when he was just a double XL freshman. Yep. At BBK's classic yeah. interview. Allow. Yeah. Erica Badu. Word. Uh, the one electronica. Yep. They're all on YouTube. Now, some of them are actually on Vimeo. So if you go to Vimeo.com, like if you want to catch the J Electronica interview that we did, you want to go to Vimeo.com and type in Out the Box TV. And you'll see that. There's some episodes that I need to actually put back up to that I did that's not even on YouTube. But uh, I'll definitely give you guys, you know, I'll, I'll make sure I'll, I'll make a post on social media once they're back up. But, um, yeah, man, thanks for saying that, A-Level, because there's a lot of a lot of uh, projects, I mean, a lot of interviews that we've done over the time that's dope. The Master Ace interview, yeah. Thanks for that, Mark. Yeah. That we did that interview last year. And it seemed like we just did that just yesterday. You know what I'm saying? That was last year. And we actually have that interview up on YouTube so you can check it out, the video of it. Shout out to Jay Swiss, too. That was another dope interview. Yo, big ups to Jay Swiss. Yo, I got love for Jay Swiss, man. Very, very good brother, man. Been knowing him for some years, man. Um... Yeah, I've been knowing him for some years. Just very humble brother. And very talented, man. Very talented brother, man. Shout out to Jay Swiss. Yeah, that Master Ace interview, man. We had a good time with that. I was just telling um, Wordsworth about that. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for that, Mark. Appreciate the love tonight, Mark, man. I really do. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yo, we going we gonna, we gonna to get the phone lines up the next time, man. I just had a lot going on, but I'm going to definitely put the phone lines up. We'll put up the phone number on screen for people to call in. We'll get the peoples to call in next time. We'll try to do some more, like, promotion ahead of time, and we'll try to start the show a little earlier. So, But I do thank everyone for tuning in tonight, man. Yeah, so, I mean, that's it for me, man, A-Level. I thank you again for rocking with us and making sure that you know, you stay a part of the team. Thank you. Thank I know you, it's my tough brother. sometimes, man. Like, I know it's tough to get get to do these shows, but I appreciate you, man. Listen, man, we're making the time, brother. I got some. Indeed. Uh, I 
rolling some some beautiful things up on the horizon. You know what I'm saying? That um, I want your, all of y'all to check for. That'll be coming up soon. You know. Dope, dope, dope. So like I said, man, go check out that link right there, outtheboxmedia.com. We have a lot of thought-provoking interviews and shows that we do, so I totally, like, definitely go check out that Star interview, man. Like, it's like two hours long, but it's, it's in-depth, man. So if you didn't get it, I mean, I know it's tough for people to give two hours of their time. It's definitely one of them interviews, though, like, where you might start listening to it, you don't even realize, like, the time is going because it's so interesting. The only right. thing is I wish I had some technical difficulties with my audio, so it could have sounded a lot better as far as the audio. But nevertheless, it's still dope. Like, you're still able to listen to it and really get the full gist of, you know, the interview. So, you know, definitely check that out and give us feedback. You know, let us know who you I would like to have us have on the show. Because I know I've been doing a lot of interviews with artists, you know, but I definitely want to hear like what people, you know, what people are into, you know, who they would like to hear. Of course, as A-Level always says, we, we reserve the right to be selective. I love right. that line, A-Level, because we don't really have to put on just anybody, you know. Um, at the end of the day, like we want to make sure that, that it's really talented in our eyes, you know, or in our, you know, viewpoint. Right. Yeah. So but I'm willing to hear. I'm sorry, I'm willing to hear, you know, what people people have to say, you know, what, what their opinions are in terms of what artists we should definitely work with or have yeah. interviews with. Yeah. And give it a fair listen. Yeah. And on that note, man, if you good A-level, I'm good, man. I'm ready to sign off. All I got to say is, what happened to peace? Peace. Peace. Catch y'all next time. <laughs>